When I look back on the early days in my business, I can see how clearly I was hiding. I was hiding behind the need for everything to be perfect. I'd reread my newsletters a million times to be sure there wasn't a typo. It would take me forever to send an email back to a potential client, trying to find the words that were just right. I would think and overthink every little decision. That is, until I realized how much this was holding me back from seeing more results more quickly in my business. Today, we're diving into how to let go of perfectionism so you can get more visible, connect with your audience, and boost your income at the same time. If you're someone who's ready to cultivate the mindset that done is better than perfect, then this episode is for you. You're listening to One Simple Shift, and I'm your host, Amanda Denley, the mindset coach that believes it is possible to have a beautiful, balanced life and a successful, thriving business. In fact, what if success wasn't as complicated as everyone was making it out to be? What if the magic formula you've been looking for has been you all along? Each week, I cut through the noise and bring you one simple, actionable mindset shift you can implement today to completely transform the way you show up daily. All success starts with the right mindset, and it's time that you create the life and business you've always dreamed of. Let's get started. My guest today is Debbie Cromack. Debbie is a corporate lackey turned entrepreneurial renegade. She is an international best-selling author and business coach empowering introverted female entrepreneurs to set up the foundation in their coaching business, implement a replicable sales process that feels good, and replace their corporate income so they can thrive in their business, quit their corporate job, and create a life they fall in love with every single day. If you're done being an employee, making others rich, and ready to make yourself wealthy in impact, income, and soul happiness, Debbie is the coach for you. Debbie, welcome to One Simple Shift. Thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you. I am so honored and just excited to be here with you and dive into our topic. Yes. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming on the show. So I just read your bio, but I would love to hear in your own words. Can you tell me a little bit about what it is that you do and why you do it? Yeah. So, um, I mean, everyone has like their, their journey and how they came to be where they are. And, you know, mine is, is my own little journey in and of itself. And, um, you know, I was in corporate for 25 plus years, 19 in my last job, the last like yeah, five to six years was really bad. And I, you know, my cortisol had skyrocketed. I was totally stressed out, completely unhappy, um, you know, kind of knowing like, oh, this is just not really where I want to be. This is not what I want to do. This is not what I got my MBA for. Like, <laughs> this is not where I kind of pictured myself. And um, one day after um, uh, th- there was a, a circumstance, shall we call it, that happened that um, I was being questioned about something that I put together for a presentation that I had spent like, I don't know, 12 hours, 18 hours putting together like just a ridiculous amount of time. And there was something on the spreadsheet that I was turning in that just wasn't correct, but I couldn't figure out what it was. So I went onto the presentation and they were basically like, you're calling off a million dollars. And I was like, well, wait a minute. That's what you see on the spreadsheet. Let me tell you in English terms what's happening. I don't know why the spreadsheet is saying that. 
but I can tell you we're actually not calling off a million dollars. And anyway, long story short, they basically told me that I needed to go back and figure out what happened. So I, you know, kind of felt like very disappointed. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, you know, they were like, get on the phone with the finance person. I got on with the phone with the finance person. And after like three hours, what we realized was there was an error in the template itself. Actually, there were three errors. So at that point, having been like kind of run through the ringer, you know what I mean, Mm -hmm. so to speak, Mm -hmm. when they were kind of looking at me almost in a blameful way and me taking it on because I think our personality types seem to do that where we like just take so much ownership. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I've done something wrong. I've done something like to know that it was totally somebody else's fault. Like I lost, like I lost my marbles. I was on the bathroom (laughs) floor, like in fetal position, crying so hard that Mm. no sound even came out of my mouth. Like it was one of those like ugly cries until like I went to try to breathe. And then it was like, (gasps) you know, you you know, one of those. And then um, my eyes were shut so tightly crying that I actually broke blood vessels around my eye sockets. And, you know, like once I kind of collected myself and like my, my breathing stabilized and everything, I kind of scraped myself up off the floor And, you know, I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, no, this isn't it. This is not right. And I just knew, and I knew so many of my counterparts and friends that I had in that company were feeling so much the same way. So I knew it wasn't me. And I was like, I, like, I vowed to myself at that moment that I was going to be the person to reach out my hand to that woman sobbing uncontrollably on her bathroom floor and say, come on, girl, I got you. Take my hand. We're going to do this together. Um, and I, I just like the passion ever since that moment has just overflowed inside me. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with corporate for those who thrive and love it. But for that woman who has said, I'm done, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to die an early death because this is so, you know, unhealthy. I'm so stressed out. Like that's the woman that I'm like, okay, girl, let's figure this out together because life is just too short to, to be living in, in such a state of despair and unhappiness and feeling like you're stuck. So that's kind of what led me to, to be doing what I'm doing and be a business coach for those women who are making that transition. Yes. I love that so much. So I left my corporate job like way sooner in life, right? Like I know that you were, you had like what, 19 years of, of life in corporate before you decided that wasn't for you. And I just remember feeling that not necessarily, like I didn't have to get to the sobbing on the bathroom floor moment, but I do remember that feeling of being like, okay, I know that this isn't what I want. Like, I know that there's more in life and I know that like I can create something so much greater than what I'm doing right now. And I know that right now this just doesn't feel like a good fit for me or a good use of my talents or like if it's supposed to, if I'm supposed to be feeling so Mm. successful, then why don't I? Like, I just knew that there was a missing part of the equation. And I think the sooner... I think there are a lot of women out there who feel that way and it's really hard to kind of tap into that and tap into Mm -hmm. your intuition and listen to that because I think so often, especially in a career, it's easy to just keep going with the flow, right? It's easy to 
keep waking up every day, Mm -hmm. going to your job, collecting your paycheck, coming home. And like, I just remember feeling like that was all that I did. And I wanted to do something other than just like get up, go to work, commute home, eat, sleep, go to bed, wake up, do it all over again, you know? (laughs) And and I just, I think your story is so powerful for so many reasons, but especially because I mean, you basically decided on a different life path much later on in life. And I feel like a lot of people are really hesitant to kind of change course at that point. Can you talk to me about that a little bit? Yeah, because look, when I finally made that decision, and even when I made that decision, it still took me uh, almost three years to actually leave. Okay, so when I was on the bathroom floor sobbing, I was 46 years old, like you know, making the decision that I made was not popular by my friends, my family. They were like, because I was in a fortune 100 company, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. and I had the, the pension, the 401k, the benefits, the vacation, like, you know, you would look at me and my life and say, I had it all, but I was just dying inside. So yeah, like at the age of 46, I was like, I'm doing this. And that's when I started my business. And I'll tell you, like, I, I, I was scared because I was also like, there was also a big part of me kind of going, am I nuts? Am I, have I completely lost my mind? Um, because you know, like I, it's like the older we get, it's almost like the more we have to risk, right? We've got mortgages and car payments. Like it's, it's not at a point where you can just say, yeah, well, I'll just pop home and live with my mom, you know, right. live, with my, <laughs> live with my parents while I get this. I'm 46 years old, you know, like, um, yeah. and, and many, now I'm not blessed to be having children. I've got the baby goats, but I don't have human children. Uh, but look, a lot of people have kids, right. Or they they have kids that are, you know, maybe even starting to go to college and, you know, all those things. And like, you know, you, you can't mess around with your income. You know what I mean? And I was at the point where I was like, okay, but I'm going to, because I can't, I like, I knew that like, I'd never worried about my health and my life. And for me to like be, you know, like uh, I, having panic, I started having panic attacks in 2012, you know, yeah. and that should have been a, a, a much bigger sign for me. And I still just waited and I waited and I, cause I'm resilient and I feel like things can change, but yeah. So it was actually kind of scary that at the age of 46 that I did that. And finally by, um, 48, I had decided I'll be 49 this year. So I, and I just left my corporate job at the end of September last year. So it was almost a full three years that I did what I call the straddle, like one foot in my corporate job and one foot in my business. Um, and it was not easy, but I was just kind of like, the passion in me and the drive and the motivation, I was just like, I'm doing this. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to figure this out because Number one, I'm not happy and I need to change my life. And number two, there are women out there who need my help and I, I, I need to help them find me so that we can work together because if they're feeling the way I was feeling, then no, that that's just not good. You know, again, life is just too doggone short. Oh, totally agree. So Debbie, can you tell me the one mindset shift that's made the biggest difference for either you or your clients? I have to say probably the biggest mindset shift came much later in my entrepreneurial journey. And that is this, (laughs) it is okay to have a face plant, 
to have a launch flop, <laughs> to have things go dreadfully wrong, to to be on a live stream and completely lose your train of thought. Like these things are all okay because you and I both know the term self-sabotage. So many of us who come into this entrepreneurial space because we are motivated and we're driven, we tend to be perfectionists, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, the biggest shift, because I was very much all of those things. And every time I had something that just didn't go well, I was like, oh, I better hide this. I better not share it with anybody because I'm going to look unprofessional. They're not going to want to work with me. And what I realized is they want to know because they are face planting and flopping and making mistakes too. And they just want somebody to relate to and somebody who's gone through it and somebody who's not only survived through the face plants and flops, but come out on the other end thriving and saying, all right, let's keep going. <laughs> like, so honestly, the, and that didn't come until very late in my entrepreneurial journey because I thought I had to look perfect and be perfect like all the other people we see out there on social, right? Totally. So how did you kind of wrap your head around letting go of that imperfection? Um. You know, it was it was very very uncomfortable and very uneasy for me. But uh, a while back, I started to um, do like a, a practice of silence, not complete silence, not where I went away for a week, but just like um, you know where I would go and sit with my baby goats at lunchtime and just sit in silence and just sit in nature. And during one of my little silence sessions, you know, with little patches snuggled up on my lap, and I was like, you know what? They probably want to hear this. They probably need to hear this. They probably need to be able to give themselves permission that these things happen and it's okay and to not be afraid of them and to not let them hold themselves back. Because I think that's what we do, right? Like we kind of do that. We do the whole self-sabotage and we go, oh my gosh, this launch that I just tried to do was such a huge failure. I can't share that. And then I was like, but wait a minute, maybe what, what I learned from that failure, right? Okay. What can I tweak? What can I change? You know, how can I make it a little bit better next time around? What did I learn that didn't go well? Like, if I can help them through that process, when it happens to them, or if it already has happened to them, maybe we can all learn together and they can learn from my mistakes. So like in that moment of silence, I kind of was like, Debbie, this is a great opportunity for you to teach them, like give them this value because yeah, sure. It totally stinks. Is it embarrassing? Absolutely. It's embarrassing, but you know what? Like, what if it helps someone give themselves permission to stop being so darn hard on themselves and beating themselves up when they had a flop or a failure? Like, how can we turn that around and embrace it and say, it's okay, it's something to learn from, and now we can make it even better next time? I love that you're talking about this because I also think that these are the moments that connect us all, right? So the times when things aren't quite as bright and shiny, the times when we are like falling in our face or the days when we wake up with that feeling of like self-doubt and we're like, oh, like when is it going to feel easier? Like when is it not going to feel like such a struggle? 
whatever those thoughts are that day, I think those are kind of the moments that connect us all. Those are the moments that we can all relate to because they're part of the human experience. And I think that just recognizing that and coming together and sort of being in that moment of collaboration with that just makes us stronger as a whole, right? To essentially realize that there's nothing wrong with us, there's nothing wrong with our business, and that everyone goes through these struggles, right? Everyone hits bumps in the road. Everyone has something mm-hmm. that they wish was working better or differently. And, you know, it it doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. And I think when we can sort of remove the the shame around that and remove that kind of feeling of inadequacy or self-doubt or, you know, whatever it is, but just like shining a light on it and bringing it out into the open and saying, hey, that happened to me too. Let's get through it together. Or this is how I worked through it. Or here's what I made it mean instead it can be so much more powerful than simply sitting in it and sort of holding it in and keeping it to ourselves. Right. Yes, absolutely. And that's exactly, I think it's a huge point of connection because right, we're all human beings. We make mistakes. So how can we maybe take those mistakes and help each other with them? Right. Like, and that's the whole point of, and well, you know how passionate I am about collaboration, but to me, that's exactly it. Right. Like, how do we work together and say, okay, yeah, it stinks, but let's, let's, let's figure it out together. That's the beauty of it. It can be so hard to shift your mindset around perfectionism because you're never quite sure when you've worked on something enough and when you should keep working on it. That's yet another reason it can be so incredibly helpful to get the support you need to identify your own blind spots so you can grow your business faster and with more ease. If perfectionism is something you struggle with, then you're absolutely going to want to hop on one of my free stress to success coaching calls together. We'll shift your mindset around perfectionism so you can start taking the right actions consistently and stop toiling away at the things that aren't bringing in results. Head over to amandadenley.com slash free call to book. These have been going fast. So get over there and book one of the three spots I open up each week. So do you have a specific moment that you can point to or um, an example of kind of like one of your flops that you have shined a light on and it has made it so much easier for your clients to work through similar struggles? Um, Yeah, I like the one where the first year that I was in business, I made $29. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not fun to admit that, but, you know, it kind of makes them right because there's so much talk in this space about that elusive 10k month and all that kind of stuff right and Mm -hmm. and I think it's you know that the whole shiny object syndrome like because everybody talks about that 10k month everybody wants that you know six figure like why are we going for that you know like well okay who decided that like where did these numbers come from because I mean I see it too and I mean I don't get me wrong. I write posts like that as well, because it is like this milestone where, you know, someone out there decided that that is when you've quote unquote made it. Right. But also I think when we can just shine a light on that and say like, okay, but like, why is that? It's so important. And why, like, what are we making that number mean? Because I think when we can recognize that and we can really begin to understand 
all of those feelings and all those emotions and all of those thoughts that are coming with that quote unquote 10K month or whatever milestone it is that people are reaching for, when you can start understanding those emotions and you can start saying, well, I think that a 10K month will create X, Y, Z for me, whether that's more time with my kids, um, more free time in general, a shorter work week, the ability to take on less clients, whatever that is, when you can go for that instead and make that the goal instead of the being so attached to this number goal that we're not even really sure like what that's going to do for us, that's when I see people reaching their goals so much faster, right? Because it's not really about the number. It's what we can create with that number. Exactly, exactly. And that's the power of it, right? And I also feel like too, like, you know, when you're new coming into this space, like, look, making $10,000 a month is is beautiful. That would be lovely. We could do so much with that, right? We could plan a vacation or whatnot with it. There are things that we can do. But I also kind of like, like when I work with my clients, it's like, okay, well, let's start with what we want, you know, okay, let's start with, we're going to do this, this, just look at the month. And what are we going for? What are we putting into it? And I'm kind of thinking like, look, let's, let's first achieve $2,000, you know, next month, let's go for $4,000. You know what I mean? Like, let's kind of work our way there and take that pressure off. Like, you know, it's comical that I made $29, not in my first month, in my first thinking year. Like, I had no idea what I was doing. Like, I just, I had no, I was trying to find my way and I was Googling and I was, you know, putting together this course. It took me a year to put together my first course, you know? And again, look, I mean, I got to give myself grace. I was still working very heavily in my nine to five because my nine to five was more like a 5 a.m. to 9 p.m. You right. know, so, you know, got to give myself a little grace there. But I mean, it's a hysterical story. Like who makes only $29 in an entire year? But that's what happened to it's me. It's such a specific amount too, like $29. Yeah. Like <laughs> I sold, I had a tripwire and I sold one tripwire. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm just like obsessed with the fact that you can laugh about this now, right? Because I think so many of us, like, I just, I think it's amazing that you're even sharing this, to be honest, because I think there are so many people who would never hop on a podcast and be like, oh yeah, like my first year of business totally flopped, right? And I just think that's like, that is so powerful, right? The fact that like you're you're not ashamed of it. You're not like hiding that away. It's not like some deep dark secret that you're you're like, "Oh my god, I can never share that," right? But like at $29, there's nowhere to go but up, right? Exactly, right? And here's the thing, like how do we take that and say, "Okay, now now what do I do from here?" Like, now what's what's the next marker I want to make? And I just do. I feel like I feel like that 10k thing just get, puts so much pressure on it. We didn't make it. We didn't make it. Like, okay, well what did we make? Like, how, like everybody has to start somewhere. We all start making absolutely nothing until we get our first client, until we put out our first a podcast or course or, you know, whatever it is that we're trying to do. Like we all start with nothing in the beginning and that's okay. Like, let's just figure out how we grow little by little over time. And then suddenly those little by littles become biggers and biggers. You know what I mean? Like, but I just feel like let's take that pressure off and just say, Hey, I'm here to serve. 
do work I love doing. And yeah, I'd like to make some money doing it too. But take that pressure off of like, I've got to reach this goal. I've got to look, it's good to have a goal. But like you said a moment ago, like if that goal isn't attached to something that's attached to your feelings and emotions and all that, like it's just a number. Right. Totally. I mean, at that point, it's just math. (laughs) But I think that I think when we are able to relieve that fear of failure and when we're able to relieve that fear of imperfection, it just makes it so much easier to show up, right? And I think that's really what we're talking about here is that you know, so often these are those fears that hold you back, right? Mm -hmm. And like the fear of not being perfect, like, oh my gosh, there's going to be a typo in my post. I can't tell you how many typos I have. I find them all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just like, how did this happen? I read this three times, right? But when you can make that not mean something, when you can make it not mean like, I mean, there is a time in my business where I would have totally let that spiral, right? I would have been like, oh my gosh, I need a proofreader. I need a copywriter. Like I need to be throwing more money at this. Like, you know, and it would have become a thing. And I would have had to like, you know, reread a post a million times or like have Brian read it before I thought it was good enough to send out, you know? And I think that just relieving that pressure on myself and just totally shifting my mindset around that perfection has made it so much easier for me to show up consistently and made it so much easier for people, other people to relate and know that they can show up in the same way, despite the fact that none of us are perfect because spoiler alert, guys, none of us are. (laughs) And it's intimidating, quite frankly, those people who appear so perfect out there with their, you know, checkerboard Instagrams and all that stuff, like, look, not for nothing, they're beautiful, but there's no way I can get my stuff to like, I just, it's just nice beyond me. So, you know, and I think too, like when, when we approach this from the point of, I am here to serve and give value. And as long as we know that, right, if I have the wrong word or the word is misspelled or I don't have my period in there uh, or the comma is misplaced, like the person is there to get the message you know, and, and if they happen to pick up on your little grammatical or vocabulary snafu, they're kind of going, Oh, thank goodness. She does it too. Right. Right? And I think also there's a point where it's just not what you're selling, right? Like you're not selling the, you're not selling like perfectly styled Instagram squares for someone. So if you are like, that's a completely different story. Yes. Obviously your Instagram should be picture perfect and perfectly curated and all of that beautiful kind of stuff. But I think the majority of us aren't in that camp, right? That's just not what we're selling. So we're selling thought leadership and coaching and, you know, maybe you're selling design services or maybe you're selling like copywriting and then you're, you shouldn't have typos in your posts, you know, but like (laughs) just getting to the root of what it is that you're selling and then realizing like, okay, you know, whatever it is that you're quote unquote, not perfect with, isn't that right. So it doesn't matter if there's a typo in my post, because that's not what I'm selling. I'm selling coaching. I'm selling connection with me. I'm selling like boosting your business and knowing your core messaging and releasing all the chaos in your life Mm -hmm. and really shifting your mindset around that. You know, there are so many other things that I'm selling that aren't 
copywriting, right? So I think when we when we can sort of look at it that way, it makes it so much easier to release that that perfection as well. Absolutely. <laughs> so Debbie, is there anything else that you see your clients really hold on to that idea of perfection around that you have to shift their mindset a little bit? You know, it it is that perfectionism as I and again I think especially when starting out because they feel like is what I'm putting out good enough to put out? And what I honestly say is, is, are you speaking from your heart? Are you talking to them through your words, through your content, right? Because I think people get so scared. Um, and of course, like I'm kind of talking now more really about them putting their content out and feeling quote unquote good enough to be putting that content out there, right? Because I think that's like a huge hurdle for people. Like, oh, it's not ready to go yet. Like, I'm not ready to put it out there yet. And I just feel like, look, be genuine, be yourself. Are you talking to them from your heart to their heart? Are you expressing to them how you understand their pain and what they're growing through? And are you also expressing to them, hey, I know how to help you because I just went through it. Like, if you can kind of say yes to all of that, girl, put it out there. Like, there's, there's no need to hold back. There's no need to wait. There's no, you know, again, back to the perfectionism. We don't want people who are perfect. We can't relate to people who are perfect. So I, I always say, you know, put it out there. Look, if you notice a typo later on in your, in your content, okay, fine. Go correct it if you really want to, but that's not your message. Like, like hold on to the fact of, you know, when you, when you did my introduction about soul happiness, like, like that, like that's what we're after. We're after our own soul happiness, as well as the soul happiness of our clients. Like push everything aside. Um, I I often talk about putting my client at the nucleus of my business because that's, that's where my client belongs. And if I keep the client at the nucleus of my business and everything that I do is, is for her and to help her and to benefit her, then then yes, then in in my own imperfect way, it is perfect. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. I agree 100%. So I think you also said that if anyone is struggling with their core message right now and really struggling to put their client in the nucleus of their business, as you put it, that you have a free offering for them. Can you talk to me a little bit about that? I do. Um, I have a, um, I call it a nail your message call because in this online space, really the primary way that we have to communicate and connect with our tribe and our tribe being anybody, right? Whether it be ideal client, somebody, maybe we want, you know, somebody, maybe we want to collaborate with, right? So our message and our content is the most powerful way and the primary way that we're getting visible and and getting seen by people, right? Most often it's what? It's a Facebook post or an Instagram post, right? Because not everybody does podcasts, not everybody does webinars, but I think just about everybody is out there posting something, right? So Mm. the the most important thing that we want to make sure is coming through in our content is that is exactly that, right? Like how are we emotionally connecting? And I call it like um, emotion-based content because look, not in a predatory way. That's not what we're here to do is to, you know, is to look upon our potential clients as prey, but how do we connect to their heart? How do we put into words 
what it is that they're screaming inside of their head and terrified to actually verbalize, right? That's how we connect with people. So um, I, you know, when I work with people, we kind of really get to the heart of that and, and, and then the core of that. And then we, you know, because look, I'm not going to, I have a post out there that I, that I put out that like, I'm not going to write it for you because then, then you need me, right, to write your stuff all the time. So I help them learn how to do this for themselves. So they're off and running and they know how to craft those really intimate, you know, heart-connecting messages. And look, not everything that we put out there has to be that deep, right? Because you think about you're building a relationship with a friend. Like if every conversation you had with that friend was totally deep and like, you know, pulling at your heart straight. Oh my goodness, that would be an exhausting relationship. But, you know, how do we get the majority of your posts truly connecting with and captivating your audience and the people you want to be in your world, right? And then you have your more lighthearted ones and some people will just throw up a fun, inspirational post. Like, right, because when you're building a relationship, you want all those types of things. But when you're really crafting your core message, you want that to be hitting home with your potential ideal clients, because that's the work that you came here to do. Awesome. Okay. So we'll definitely link to that in the show notes. And if anyone wants to join Debbie for that call, you can head over there and just click on that link. So Debbie, if our listeners love what they heard from you today, where can they find you? I am Emerge Empower just about on all of my socials because Emerge Empowerment didn't fit. <laughs> so, so I had to be chopped off everywhere. So um, I am Emergent Power on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, obviously, I have my personal page, Debbie Cromack, on Facebook. I am on Pinterest. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of everywhere. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Debbie. Thank you for having me. This was such a pleasure. I always love chatting with you, and this was tons of fun. Thanks for listening to One Simple Shift. Check out the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at amandadunnelycom slash one simple shift. If you're loving this podcast, do me a favor and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. These reviews truly mean the world to me, helping me to reach more people and have more impact. And as a special thanks, each month I'll be picking one reviewer to win a vision board design coaching intensive with me so you can create your own definition of success. If you're looking for more support in creating a beautiful, balanced life and thriving, successful business, head over to amandadunnelycom slash free call and book my free Simplifying Success Coaching Call, where I'll help you identify one simple shift you can make to cultivate a success mindset and start seeing results now. And remember, sometimes the only thing standing in the way of a more profitable business and a more fulfilling life is one simple shift. She is an international best-selling author and business coach, empowering introvert female entre- Hold on. I told you it took me a few times. <laughs>